I'll read. Kylie here. This is all going a bit canny mind, isn't it? This podcast malarkey. Honestly, thank you like to everyone who's taken the time to support these amazing lasses I've been lounging with. Like I'm looking at every person who's subscribing and leaving a review. You're literally making an impact on these lasses' lives, so thank you. Um, if you like the sound of, of what's going on here about the lounge, I know I talk about it all the time when I'm interviewing the lasses, just come on over to the Facebook group where you can join our community. It's called the Northern Lass Lounge, um, and I'll drop the link in the show notes. So thank you. Means the world. Today I'm lounging with Nicola Wood, the children's picture book author of Compost the Cat. I don't think it'll take you long, to be honest, to realise how brilliant this lass is. I'm always like blown away by the level of knowledge Nicola has about running and developing a fully diverse business. Today we, we did have like a right laugh. So let's go and find out about Compost the Cat. Hello, Nicola. Hi. Hello and welcome Hello. to you. Lounging with the Lasses. I'm excited to be talking to you today, Nicola. I think it's um it's gonna be an interesting one because I'm talking to another children's author. I know, I know. I was thinking that. I was like, it's author to author, never have it to author to author. It is. So it'll be interesting to hear your views of what you go through as a self-published yeah. author. But tell us what you do, what you're all about, go for it. And me. Right. Me in a nutshell. Um at the minute, obviously I'm I've just started business adventures of compost, which is just blossomed and getting out. But um going back story backwards, um I've always been into childcare. Um I've worked in nurseries, preschools, I've worked abroad as a kid's rep, um, in the nice sun, sun, sea and sand and money, what else do you want? Um but and then unfortunately I got long COVID last year. Was it last year? Yeah, last year. So I've had it over a year now, so I couldn't work in a nursery. Um, but I've been able to get my book up and running, which was an idea. It started off as an idea, and like every little kid does, you want to write as a kid. And then I, I never did for a while, but then I picked it up, and obviously this past year has allowed me to get it out there and get compost to me. Compost. Brilliant. And I see you sitting with your little T-shirt there with a... I am. Have you got cats, Nicola? I can't remember. No, no, I've got oh. no cats. I'm, I'm known as the cat lady, but I don't actually like cats. So... <laughs> Why uh, did you choose a cat then for your book? Well, it's got a story behind it. Compo my mum, my mum's friend, which was an ex-flatmate of hers, had a cat called Compost, right? And as a little girl... Um, this was when compost was around. As a little girl, I loved the fact that a cat was called compost because it's not like your, your normal, I don't know, Bob or Joe. Well, or... We, like, we like random names, don't we? Yeah, you need a <laughs> random name. So I did like this compost. So I started writing a, books about compost when I was a little girl. And then obviously that died down when I'm um, going to college and different things. And then all of a sudden, I was like, compost can come back. I wanted to write, and I was like, why don't I write again about compost? So no, I haven't got any cats. The only cat I have got is a clay cat. <laughs> <laughs> I made him compost. But no, I don't like cats. I am not a cat 
person, but yet my main character and Is characters it? in the books are cats. And I see you've got one that uh, he's one I made earlier. I have to tell everyone though, right? Because this this blew my mind. Like well, when I ordered it, yeah. with our kid, you're not people listening. Within 10 minutes, it was in my post box. It was through my letterbox. I went, how about I think it was like a Sunday night or something, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. Yeah. Like we just live up the road. Well, yeah. it's driving though, isn't it? And yeah. I was like, how about that for service? And I said, well, it is. I remember coming to Pulsey. At first, it was dark. We could not find your number out, right? Uh huh. Well, I wanted it to be a surprise, so I wasn't going to phone you. So, anyway, we were driving up and down. And obviously, because you've got our Wi Fi, right? Darren put Darren put his phone outside the window to see where it was the strongest, but the Wi-Fi was the strongest. So he was like, oh, there we go, we're here. <laughs> so then I walked up your drive and then your cat sitting there looking at me going, meow, meow, oh, hello. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But yes. It's a gorgeous, I love the illustrations. They're just They're lovely. They're lovely. I've got a fantastic illustrator. Um, I'm actually Leslie Thurlbeck, Leslie Thurlbeck, yes. Leslie Thurlbeck, yes. I'm actually sat in my little office now with all the illustrations everywhere, and it's lovely to see. Oh, I was just going to say because what I like to know, it, it interests me, is your, your your space where you where. Yeah, you, well, I wasn't office. I wasn't having an office. I was with my partner in his big office, mm -hmm. so my view was his head, his forehead. But now I've got my own little office um, <laughs> and we put all the illustrations around. Just make it homely. Um, I've got your Mushroom Marvelous calendar on the wall. Oh, get that in there. Get that. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I've got everything. And I've got shelves and shelves of books and stuff. As you Love. do as an author. Love. So it's, I think it's, it's evident because I've chatted to you a few times. I've met you as well, haven't I? That yeah. you are extremely passionate, Nicola, about raising awareness of inclusiveness, and this this runs through your books as well. And you've you've mentioned there about your love of of working with children. Yes. So, I suppose first of all, tell us about how you've managed to bring in inclusion into into the book. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've all like you said, Kylie. I've always what work with children with special needs, whether it's been work or voluntary wise. I've worked with like the National Autistic Society. Um, I've worked for Sense, which is the deaf blind charity. I've always done that. Um, myself personally, I've got a few disabilities which I've had since a child. Yeah. Which even if I've got them disabilities, I've still blossomed. I've still managed to get there. Um, and I wasn't actually going to put in disability into books, into my books at all. And it wasn't until I, my friend asked me to go and analyse some children's books for her university course in the library. So I said, yeah, that's fine. So I went along and I was literally reading them and I was like, there's nothing. There is very, very, very little special needs in here. And because of, obviously, children of today are our future they are going to grow up and they don't go into school and learn about special needs they do not go into school like I was speaking to someone the other day and 
when you were a kid, you, you get told off all the time off. Don't look at them. Don't stare at them. They've got like they've got something wrong with them. Don't stare. But you do because you don't know what what is wrong with them. Mm-hmm. So to raise awareness is a big thing, and everybody has different things, whether it is seen or not seen. So that's why I decided to put disability into my books, and it's going to be a series of books. And each book is going to have a different disability, yeah. Um, yeah. different character with a different disability, whether it's physical, learning, mental. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to, like, so this one, you've got Poppy, who's physical disability. She's got three legs. Hey. Yeah. I love, I love that picture on the back. Um, it just it? shows you the three legs completely. Um, so I, I love that. And... It's not like if you've read the book, you can see that, yes, I don't actually always specify that she's got three legs and this and that. It mentions it once, but you can see through pictures that she's got three legs, but she still she still works hard and accomplishes her challenges of going into the river, mm-hmm. um, being on an adventure with compost, and compost takes her under his ring or so such. And they do become best friends. So to me, compost has, he's not neurodiverse at all. He's he's like a normal cat. However, um, he makes friends with cats, dogs. I think they're the only ones that I've got lined up at the minute. Um, <laughs> who will have other disabilities. Um, but yes, they will overcome challenges and friendships will blossom and things so it's, it's, a, it's such a lovely way to um to get the message across isn't it and it, it's simple but really clever how you've yeah, done yeah. it so what, and because because i put disability into it i also believe that equal opportunities wise children of other like children who are blind cannot access this book however i've done it in all accessible formats in order so everybody can access it i've got braille i've got audio i've got paperback i've got large print i've got hopefully bsl coming soon and i've got max i'm talking to max on charity to get that into signs and symbols for tell others us about, tell us about this max because i had never heard of max on until i heard you talking about it i've heard yeah. it. i went into a school not long ago and they were doing it in the school yard right, yeah so tell us about a little bit more about Ma- that Macaton is basically a simpler version of signing for it's basically babies and younger children but adults do depending on their level of maybe learning do use it as well it is mainly signs and symbols so like we would see a sign maybe that said toilet they would have a symbol on there and then you've got the sign toilet for for example I just thought of that and so it's another communication tool for them to to learn and whether they link that with just learning English mm-hmm. or whether they just predominantly use Macaton and progress onto Christian language or whatever. It's another way of learning. Um, but because Macaton is licensed and copyrighted, obviously you can't just use it. Mm-hmm. And however, I wrote to the Macaton charity and I was like, my book is accessible for all. 
apart from children with autism and Down syndrome who predominantly use Makaton to learn to speak, to communicate. Yeah. And he was like, hang on a minute, get back in touch with me in January and we will have a meeting. So I'm yet to still have a meeting to watch this space, but oh, hopefully Compass the Cat will become in Makaton as well. So that's amazing. that's amazing because the last time we talked it was kind of a that was your last thing that you wanted to yes. tick your list wasn't it yes. you've got it in all kinds of different accessible formats which is just yes. and if you look on google like i'm not being big-headed but if you look on google big-headed. Not, <laughs> there's not many books if any that are in all accessible formats um, i can't believe that you know no, there's not there's not like if you type in, basically I was looking at the Braille books, for example. Yeah. So how do I make it like a proper proper book? Do yeah. I bind it? Do I ring bind it? Do I what? Looked online. I couldn't find anything. It took me ages to find something to work out. Right, well, I'll ring bind it then. Yeah. Um, but it's just not there. It's not accessible for people. Wow. And definitely for children, like my, like I'll go buy my Braille books. I haven't got one to show actually, but um, it's got the Braille on, but it also I've shrunk every illustration down and writing. Have down. you got one there? Did you say? Have you got one? I haven't. Unfortunately, oh. I haven't. to see what they look like. Um, but so I've shrunk it down, and um, so you've still got the text. Yeah. And then you've got a Braille on the top, so obviously. The sighted person can read it while the the um, parent or whoever is reading the actual proper one. Brilliant! So, that. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, it's so <clears throat> we talked about how important it is to really give that accessibility to children, isn't it? And yeah. um, you want you, you when you wrote into the to the show to be on the podcast you mentioned about how important it was to get it into education yes <clears throat> is that something that you're looking at doing in the future as well yes yeah i big time splashed it basically at school sent letters out as you know i've been sending all the letters yes. out <laughs> yes how many letters did you send out Twenty-one thousand, i think oh my god and um, now, now that it's out <laughs> now that it's out um i've now sending i've just sent a way to get leaflets printed to send to schools as well and uh -huh. um, not just state schools i've got special schools as well um i am actually learning which sign language level one as well um despite this so i can then go into schools as well and sign as well as that would be amazing wouldn't it yeah, yeah i would love I know bits of sign language. I do know bits of sign language, but I've always wanted to have a certificate to say I know that. So, like I've got my level three, not level three, level one qualification of British sign language. Um, but yeah, I would love to. I would love to go into schools, not just like I said, not just state schools. I'd love to go to special schools. I'd love to go into I don't know holiday clubs, whatever. Yeah. Um. But yes, I am predominantly looking at special, the special needs side of things. Um, definitely with like my accessibility, my merchandise and stuff is all 
geared towards special needs because everybody's then can access it. Great, great. I'm sure we'll get there as well because you're, you're yeah. just absolutely determined. <laughs> I, I am. I'm, I'm fighting there and it, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's a, as you know as well, it's a long, long process. It's a long journey. But you get there in the end. It's just fighting there. So yeah, yeah. Talking about your your fight and your drive and your determination. You when you wrote in as well, and we've talked about this, Nicola, is you've got yeah. you've got some disabilities yourself, yes. Yeah. So and I think it's important for people to I, I personally am really fascinated by how people work and like how they manage yeah. their time and what they do behind the scenes. How does how does your disabilities impact your work and day? What what does a typical day look like for you? Uh, it can vary big time and I am open with disabilities it's fine yeah. I've got my main my main ones that I do struggle with is mental health right. and dyspraxia yeah um my dyspraxia struggles with like the routine of things the coordination the balance of everything um, and obviously mental health you know you can be up you can be down right. you can be whatever you can be um so on a good day obviously it run, runs like clockwork yeah. it runs like clockwork but on days that i'm struggling whether it's i've got the dyspraxic head on whether i'm feeling down whether i'm just not with it mm-hmm. it is more of a tough challenge but routine getting into a routine is a lot better it's, I've, i work big time with my mum to have this routine of what i'm doing when yeah. And then that's better in my head because then I can walk into work and I can be, because I'm actually in an office or outside my house, I can walk into work and go, right, Monday morning, I'm sorting orders out. Mm-hmm. Or Tuesday morning, I've got to do like PR stuff. Yeah. So I know in my head what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get overwhelmed with stuff, which yeah. I think we all do. But then when it's the overwhelming, that's obviously put everything down mm-hmm. for example the books coming right I was obviously all geared up for it and you'll know the same feeling you're all geared up for it and then you arrive and then that afternoon I had a big wobble because I was like now they're here you're like and you think you've done to be honest you think you've done all the hard work but no, you haven't. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> Did you uh, have to go and hand deliver loads? I didn't. I posted. But Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I posted. But yes, um, it, it was a whirlwind. It was an exciting time, but also it was an overwhelming time. Mm-hmm. And I remember speaking to my mum and my mum said, because she knows me like inside out, most mums do. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Nicola, you're doing everything, you've done it right and everything. You just need to calm down. And because I was doing things constantly uh-huh. in that weekends and stuff, she was like, no, Nicola, weekends you cannot think of compost because it's just destroying you. So I'm I've got to the point now that yes, I still talk about it. Because my mum go, my mum's like, Nicola, all you talk about is compost. <laughs> but I've learned. To have my time because obviously it's now a business it's not just a hobby it's a business now 
and you love doing it and this is what yeah. i keep saying to people i yeah. get the comments as well nick i get i get like yeah. you're always busy you're doing this you're always talking about this or your mind's away but we enjoy doing it don't we we do we, enjoy we, do. It. we do we do well we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't enjoy it and it's a business that you enjoy like being in a business that you don't enjoy what's what's the point exactly yeah so so you you said there about being overwhelmed and i talk about being overwhelmed all of the time especially yes. with social media and we're going to talk about yeah. the lounge as well and <clears throat> one of the the key parts of the lounge as you know nicola is how we support you with social media yeah. just give us a because you, you see your days can be up and down describe your your experience with what you do in running your business on something like instagram for instance or facebook a lot of it can be to do with my confidence um with going on social media mm-hmm. um like i said when i'm like going back to the routine of stuff and how i'm feeling depending on how i'm feeling depends if that day that i've been scheduling things online happened then that's fine because the week can then flow but if that's been stopped because i've not had a good day then yeah obviously then that's impacted that 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 week of scheduling stuff on on social media so it's a very much at the minute it's getting into that routine of social media and it's leveling out my controlling of my health basically yeah um because obviously as well as my mental health and as well as my dyspraxia i've got long covid that i'm fighting i'm fine when i'm sat down so doing stuff on social media is fine Mm -hmm. in a way because i'm sitting down that's why i can't obviously work in the nursery at the minute because i can't run around after kids yeah i struggle just walking upstairs or going in the shower yeah so it's a day-to-day thing of you've got to balance everything correctly Mm -hmm. so you've got obviously your normal self mm-hmm. but you've also got these things that are in the way so you've got to work out what what's better what's not better and what's more important to do on that day mm-hmm. so like obviously if there was two books to go out but then there was some something to do on the website to do but then books were due to get to that person tomorrow obviously that's your main my main importance to do that obviously i don't want to lose customers yeah, but it's sort of all the shuffling about as well. So you mentioned there about confidence um, and also things like scheduling, routine, which is all something that we talk about quite a lot yes. in the lounge. Yes. I, I checked, I checked, Nicola, that when you joined and you joined actually a year ago. Did I? <laughs> a year ago, I don't know whether it was on the date, but it's I think it was January last year. Right. <clears throat> and um you've had you've had me for a year now (laughs) so talk to me we we have different types of people in the in the in the lab as you know we've got people who are in there all the time we've got people who are there in the back we've got people who just pop in and out explain what you get from the lounge what do you get from the lounge i love the lounge i'm not an active person on the lounge but i love the lounge i do love the lounge I wear my hoodie, I've not got my hoodie on today, but I wear my hoodie with pride <laughs> because I love the lounge. Um, I've, I've put on a note here actually that I'm not very active, but I'm always in the background taking things in. Yeah. Um, I Which always is fine. Which is absolutely fine, isn't uh, it? I, I'm not an active person. However, on your last social, someone came up to me and went, 
I recognise your name, Nicola. Are you active in the lounge? And I'm like, no, but obviously you know my name. I don't know why. But it was, and then I had another one going, Yo, compost, you're the cat lady. <laughs> so it's quite it's quite nice. So I'm not active active, uh -huh. but I am there and I am very nosy. And I have made a lot of collaborations with a few people in the lounge, which is lovely. Yeah. So yes, I don't comment on posts or whatever, but I'll see something and yeah. I'll PM them and it's like, yeah. I've made a, quite a few collaborations, and you might see in the background, I've got a weighted blanket there. Oh, is that the cat? Yes, that's compost the cat. I will get him. Look at that, little cute. We've got compost the cat. So, seated sewing made that, obviously. Yay, um, our cat. Our cat, <laughs> indeed, indeed. So I, I am making different things, like I'm making collaborations. So I do sit in the background, but I'm very active in that way. And that, and I, you put I, it I probably, in. I probably enjoy the lounge. There's no expectations, and this no. is what we 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 do differently, I think, from other communities. And it is a real community. Some of the some of the feedback we get, and certainly today when I've been recording these podcasts, Nick, about people saying the same. The family they've made friends in there yeah but there's no expectations you, do, no. you can come and have a look in you can find out what you want you can dip in and out you can it's entirely up to you exactly so, yeah this would never have happened today no you know? no this yeah. wouldn't have happened the exactly. socials that we've had wouldn't happen um put it this way like i said i've made collaborations but these photo frames on here i wouldn't have got them if it wasn't for the lounge because i got them off someone from the lounge who's selling them and it's just like just different things like that it's it's good and i i like as well how there's not just me and you who are an author there's a few others as well so i've been dipping in and looking at them and getting ideas and it's yes i'm sitting in the back one but i look and i'm like yes i can do that or i could do this or whatever so well Nicola, i have a special part of the show Ooh, doo -doo -doo. <laughs> the is that um because eventually i want to bring like some of the team on and have like a a group chat shall we say yeah, we're yeah. going to try it out but i said what i wanted them to give us a question i've got no idea what they're asking you by the way right they knew who they were asking it to so <laughs> it could be anyone let's have a look oh Oh. From our Loza Mac, oh. <laughs> who is another author. She is, yeah, indeed. Right. Oh, so, silly. Our Loza wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think cats are really tiny humans in cats' bodies? Do you think cats are really tiny humans in cats' bodies? Ah. For a, for a person who's not really a cat lady, but I have to pretend to be a cat lady. <laughs> probably, but I would I would probably turn that on its side and say there's a lot of humans that probably want to be cat in me? their body. Yeah. <laughs> Why would yeah. you want to be a cat, man? Well, you've got an easy life, haven't you? Yeah. All you do but is take your meat. Yeah. Sleep, eat, and yeah. <laughs> so, Nicola, what's next? What, what's your next book? 
next book well, can is... you tell us you don't or you might not be able to tell us can you tell I us i can tell i can tell you because it is it it is in the pipeline and it's it's scheduled to be sorted to plan and um, much to my illustrators and i ain't going oh not yet <laughs> well, i'm not fighting this not yet not yet okay. but planning it planning it um hopefully it'll be coming out middle to end of this year um, compost the cat again, going to the park. They meet Oscar, which is a fat black and white cat who's got autism. Love it. Absolutely love it. So um, it's along them lines. He was going to just have a mental health illness. Uh -huh. But since I've brought out this and the accessibility side of things, I have uh, had a lot of requests for autism. So wow. that is why my next book is Autism. Brilliant. Um, which will be nice. I wanted that. It's not just like a physical, physical, physical. It's a physical and learning and whatever. So it's different, oh, okay. different yeah. ones. Because um, then it'll obviously bring different audiences about. So exciting. So it's, it's exciting. exciting. It, is, it is exciting. And this week's been exciting. I've just been accepted to put my book, my book into Waterstones. Oh, yes, get in. Yes. And we've literally about two hours ago just put it on Amazon as well. Fabuloso. So it's all happening. So for your audiences, Nicola, tell them where they can, you've mentioned Waterstones, Amazon. How else do they get in contact with you? We've got, to get in contact with me, um, go on Facebook on the Adventures of Compost. The same on Instagram. Um, my website is www.theadventuresofcompost.co.uk. Um, I'm in Amazon, Waterstones and eBay as well. Brilliant. Well, it's been lush talking to you, Nicola. Yes, you too. You too. And you too. Um, we'll get this uploaded for you. Definitely.